Every day, more truth is unveiled. The bold-faced lies that passed for facts are being ripped away. Ever more courageous grassroots voices are coming out and speaking truth, as is happening here. The tide is turning. Growing numbers of parallel organizations are morphing into a unified, higher-dimensional, breakaway, spiritual culture. As a result, even more souls are now able to awaken, to work free of their egos, and resonate with the cosmic heart-mind, and thus abide in the serene state of pure and total presence and the clear light a full understanding. Sages of the past and founders of religions who attained that state of total inner freedom and higher wisdom prefigured our current situation. They had to face the despots and decay of their day and developed a variety of strategies of Dharma combat. For example, the stance that Rav Yeshua, Jesus, famously took, was to live non-violently and anarchically, but directly speaking truth to power. With genuine divine authority, he annulled the obsolete religious laws and replaced them with a new mandate to live wholly, totally, in the ecstatic state of divine love. Among the Sufis, great spiritual leaders such as Ibn Arabi, Rumi, Al-Halaj, Surawardi, and others taught the same approach. In India, Guru Nanak, during the same period, embodied a similar heroic response to the worsening iniquity of the age. The ancient Taoist sages instead headed for the hills, and there built autonomous ashram-like farming communities. Later on, the man destined to be called the Buddha followed a comparable pattern. He simply disappeared from view. He abdicated his position as prince of a small kingdom in a stagnant culture. He even shockingly abandoned his wife and child. To retreat into the forest, and engage in the most extreme austerities as a total renunciate, only to emerge years later as a world teacher of a new paradigm of reality. He sidestepped the caste system that determined one's social rank and power and focused on the deeper truth of emptiness, of the unreality of the world, and he renewed the ancient yogic path of transcendence into nirvana while the body is still alive. The aim was to mass-produce bodhisattvas, empowered souls who could effectively transform the world if enough of them appeared simultaneously. So far, that has not occurred. 
But why not now? The time is ripe. In Hindu mythology, the avatar Krishna chose a more aggressive approach, leading the souls loyal to the Dharma, the divine ideal of goodness, to victory in battle over the egocentric forces bent on unethical conquest. But he did not engage in combat. Krishna was a lover, not a fighter. He simply drove the hero's chariot, a metaphor for the role of the higher self in relation to the ego. But the power of his presence was decisive. He overturned the false belief in the reality of the relative and the error of attachment to relatives with the vision of the absolute that is beyond both being and time. He taught that for awakened consciousness, there is no death. He also taught that there are divine weapons waiting to be used by awakened warriors who know how to wield them, that will bring certain victory. All the sages of the old traditions taught that it is the pull of the sensual realm that must be resisted, since addiction to heightened erotic stimulation is programmed into the forlorn ego as a defense against the dreaded feeling of loneliness and lack lack of authentic being, which under extreme stress or information overload can trigger malignant depersonalization, the kernel of psychosis. And this is what makes us vulnerable to the traumatizing phantasms enfolded in the matrix. One reason that the attainment of enlightenment or liberation from the simulation, by attunement to our non-local, non-objectifiable, cosmic self, seems so impossible, is the presumption that one is only the limited epiphenomenal consciousness of a mortal organism. We are also made to feel that we have failed if we do not devote ourselves to our family, our nation, and the continuation of this wounded world. Yet the only way left to help the world is to relieve its inhabitants of their illusory sense of real existence, an existence ever more insecure in this nightmare realm of cruelty and madness. The underlying reason for our moral paralysis and spiritual blindness is the bogus belief that we are bodily beings in a real world. But the truth is, we are neither in the world nor of it. The world is but an appearance in our consciousness. If one recognizes that ontological ignorance is the root condition behind the world's impending fate of suffering through its ghastly final death throes, then a simple solution becomes instantly accessible. By shifting the focus of our attention and our resonance 
to the rapturous frequency of our cosmic heart-mind. The world dream indeed will be saved by our regaining the power to redream it, to transform it from a hell realm to a glorious paradise. Thank you for listening to Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti, recorded live at the Sat Yoga Ashram in Costa Rica. To join us for a life-changing meditation retreat, or to make a donation to support this transformational work, please visit our website, www.satyoga.org. To access more teachings or guided meditations from Shunyamurti, please visit the members section of our website or our YouTube channel, Sat Yoga Institute. Namaste.